Hey, welcome back everyone to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, and we have with us Dylan, who used to work here, Dylan Wheelock. How's it going? And, and now some of your new co-workers. It's like, it's like not only betrayal in the back of the studio here, but it's like betrayal by bringing in the people who poached you in a way. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, you were, you were working with them and with me both, and they, they just hired you full-time, which is great. So we have with us Luke Bolin. Lou. And Coben Rudish. Hi. And, and you guys are now... Dylan has got you guys on some sort of side project in addition to the work you guys do over at Edison Creative here in Omaha. That's right. We saw Dylan's portfolio, and he has these, like, sketches in there and these different characters, and they're really cool. And so we asked him about it, like, tell me more about this stuff. And he unloaded this world that he had been kind of stewing on, sci-fi western adventure kind of a thing. And so... Over the last three years, we've kind of been developing it with story and characters and all sorts of yeah, fun stuff. The whole thing. The whole from thing. From top to bottom. Yeah. And the last year and a half, we really kind of dived into production on it. And, and you guys do, like normally, your day jobs, yeah. other than this, this project, Edison Creative is known for doing like video and animation. Yeah, yeah. We do like a lot of yeah production work. So business to business kind of stuff and... Explainer, uh, videos. explainer videos, ads, you know, commercials and stuff like that. But this is like our first stab at a passion project that was our own. Essentially, a show, an animated series, which is terrifying and awesome at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And so, you guys, though, you guys write story, you guys produce video. Yeah. What, what was the first thing when you're like, hey, let's do an animated series or let's attempt this? That you realized this is what we do, but it's not really what we do. It's the closest probably to what we all want to do, mm-hmm. right. you know. So. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I think that's that was. It's been something that's been stewing in us for a while. It's like, man, what if we just did a show? But we need like, we need the concept and we need the characters. And then like, basically, Dylan came with the silver platter and was like, "How about this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." But he did not come with the silver wallet. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> he's, he's 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 a Nebraska farm boy, and he believes in hard work, starting from the ground up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so so the this is called the Axiom Chronicles. Do I get that right? That's right. A X I O M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a website for it, or do you guys just have what for for the thing yet, or do people just go to Edison Creative? To kind yeah. Of so some of this. So some jerk bought the axiomchronicles.com and so <laughs> we are really the only place that's living right now is on YouTube and the Kickstarter. All right, and we'll have the link here in, in the post if, if you're viewing it. Otherwise, if you're viewing this on, on as an MP4, if you're listening to the MP3, well, I think you just have to go to the post about this page or try to do some Google searches and find it. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, if you just search the Axiom Chronicles on YouTube or, or Kickstarter, you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, it comes yeah. up right away. Yep. It's easy. So what is what is the Axiom Chronicles? Because I don't, I mean, I mean, obviously you guys, you guys came up with this term, but it's... It, what, what's the whole idea behind this? What was Dylan's, Dylan, what was your, what was your inspiration or I, you know, thought when you originally started coming up with these characters? So, I mean, it all kind of derived from my love for not only, like, sci-fi, but just cartoons and animation. I'm just growing up and drawing mostly, you know, that's just kind of what I drew and always have drawn. Funny enough, when we, when I first met Luke and, and Coben, had a bunch of sketchbooks and stuff, and it, I, I'm very, I'm really into Samurai Jack. And meeting with Coben, whose brother worked and essentially created that character, was 
pretty insane to me. And it was just almost this weird destiny kind of moment of like, whoa, I met the brother of the guy. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, and I'm here. I am with his brother talking to him about it, and you're you responding to like, "Whoa, your sketches yeah. are freakishly." Yeah, it came, I was the first time I rifled through his. Did you think your books. brother was playing a prank here? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A plant or something. Well, it just became obvious, you know, like this. I mean, I'm a, I'm a tad bit older than our <laughs> yeah. boy Dylan here, and, yeah. but he's a kid who grew up watching all the cartoons that my brother was involved in making. Right. And he's, my brother's been a character designer longest in his career. I mean, he still is. He's moved up the ladder a bit. But it, it, I was just like, holy cow, this Dylan grew up watching all these. He was the core audience right. to all these cartoons that my brother was making all through the 90s and, and right. early 2000s. So, so it was, it was I, I mean, I could, his line work is just like, it's straight out of, <laughs> my brother, but I mean that not just my brother, but the the, the guys he came up with, their their styles all fed off one another, and kind of melded into one. But there's definitely like a specific way my brother draws hands, and all his hands looked like that. Yeah. You know, it's just whoa, <laughs> you know. But and and cool, like hey, this is having you know it has more of an influence on. It's just fun to see. I, mean, I think every artist is inspired by the things they look at. But to actually get to hang out with one who, you know, grew up learning to draw by watching those cartoons, you know, it's cool. It's cool to me. My brother loves it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I asked my brother, I said, does it bother you at all that this, that Axiom looks a lot like Samurai Jack? He's like, no, not at all. It's a huge, it's, it's, it's flattering. And I love the idea that, you know, 10 year old Dylan was sitting there with his sketchbook watching Samurai Jack. On Cartoon Network, right. you know, trying to keep up and learning how to, you know, and he's right. like, he thinks it's the best thing ever. So. He probably also sees that it's going to keep interest in his work. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. And, yeah. Or, or to show how much influence he's had over the years and how much that genre has been feeding off. Yeah, yeah. I think Cartoon Network did a good job of keeping the, the 2D feel alive. Right. And I think a lot of those, you know, not just my brother's crew and, you know, all, everybody who was doing everything at the beginning of Cartoon Network and... Who's the Elvisy dude? Uh, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and you know all those, sure. those kind of cartoons. So now, what is what is the story of the Axiom Chronicles? Because I mean, it may it may look it may have a Samurai Jack look and feel, but I don't. I mean, it's not like he copied the Samurai character. No, no, no. In a world where um, <laughs> yeah. the story is in a in a as we like to say in a cosmic nutshell, we have a planet off in the far reaches of the cosmos. On it was an ancient crystalline power source that was discovered by some explorers, and through a mishap, that power source gave sentience to their machinery, and that that entity, which we call the Mechnohive, grew to become the rulers of this planet. They evolved and gained sentience, and they are now the rulers of this planet and have taken all the organic occupants. We don't like to say humans because we... We can throw in a hodgepodge of alien weirdos and blah, blah, blah. But all the organics are are essentially their labor force. And the struggle struggle is between the two factions, but everyone's trying to get a piece of the axiom. They're trying to... Everyone's vying for control of this crystalline power source. And it's been broken into pieces, which leads us on our nice video game journey (laughs) to acquire each piece and, and put it all together. And... Essentially, our main character, Rake, 
he begins, he starts out as kind of an anti-hero and he's entangled with some mobsters within the organic caste system. Of course, you know, through the magic of storytelling and sci-fi wonderfulness, he r rises to become our superhero, you know, and, and ultimately will save the day. Save the day. <laughs> well, that's what we hope for. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, doom and gloom and... Right. right, and and how much of this was already like in, in Dylan? How much of this was already in your books, and how much of this was kind of developed or, or changed at once once you started bringing other people on and and having the, the other guys work with you? So I pretty much had characters, just a few, like a handful of characters figured out, and I had basically how it all came to be was I drew the main character Rake, I mean a, a version of him, anyways, and was like you know he kind he has this top knot and some ga gadgetry on him. And then one of his legs is a robot leg. So, you know, he has kind of like a robotic peg leg and just drawing that out. That's nowhere. how you know it's in the future. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. It's <laughs> true. It's <laughs> true. Just like creating this character and, and then kind of coming up with, well, you know, like, why is his leg? Like, that's one of the biggest questions we get is like, what happened to his leg? And which I think is great because that was the question I asked myself that kind of spawned the idea yeah. of like, well, maybe Wouldn't he's like an outlaw, him? and what is what if he is a part of a gang of people that you know they're they're a bandits and they they try to like go on heists for drones and stuff like an old time train heist, and then that's kind of where it all came came about. And then I brought you know just those sketchbooks with some ideas jotted and characters drawn, and from there you know I met these guys and did what they did best and added to it and did we just made a character story i think you know, like, like the world kind of really that's where yeah became something yeah i just you know, had I think the, some all... key players figured out and then i brought it there and that's where we figured out like well how do they all fit into this world and so yeah so i, I pretty much just had a few characters like you know the main characters and brought it to them and together yeah. we crafted the axiom there, there was a fun kind of design process when at first we were just drawing cities that looked like space cities with future junk and space 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 and then dylan dylan saw a picture of a circuit board and yeah. he was like what if we made the city look like a circuit board and so we had to revamp everything and right. i mean we had time and it was fun and yeah. and fine to do but then you know it's just the process of like we started all this artwork just kind of conceptual drawings and then once you know inspiration hit we found an avenue to just follow, and that really led to what the architecture of our world looks like. Right. You know, not necessarily the characters, but the architecture and, and, and the overall story arc. Right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, okay, well, we're gonna be right back with Dylan, Luke, and Coben. So once you guys had the story arc, you guys put together a four-minute. Is it a four-minute clip? It's mm -hmm. on YouTube, and yeah. it, it looks great. Looks fun. And and you guys want to build this out into a full series, which is why you guys have started up a Kickstarter account. Right. Ends up that making a full animated show, 22 minutes, 18 minutes, 14 hours, whatever, <laughs> turns out is, is probably a little bit of uh, time consumption and, and work compared, you know, that and the old day job getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so essentially we, like you said, we did the first four minutes of the pilot episode. Um, we really wanted to finish that story. <laughs> wanted to finish that first episode. Right. We were at convention in Burbank in November called CTN, an expo, and we kind of unveiled it there, those first four minutes, and we had a little booth and everything. 
And we got so many people coming by the booth saying, so where's this at? Where can we watch this? And, mm-hmm. and then we would have the conversation, well, it's just an idea right now. We'd like to get it, you know, launched into a, a full-time show or, you know, series. And like, well, where's your Kickstarter? Where's your Kickstarter? I mean, over and over and over yeah. again, we probably had a few dozen well, people ask us where's your Kickstarter. Because part of it's also, I think, to get the PR out there as well. Yeah. It's, 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 it's raised funds, but it's also to let people know yes. what's available. Yeah. Yeah. So we... You know, launched the Kickstarter to essentially finish this first episode, and I, you know, we're it's it's kind of been like a even the Kickstarter in itself. We keep updating and and adding and, new content to the page yeah. um, because we're like, oh, what if we did this? So what if we did that? You know, we're thinking about adding uh, stretch goals now of you know episode two as our first stretch goal, and our third stretch goal would be the whole first season, which would be awesome and. Super time-consuming, so we need a pretty big budget to to be able to pull that off. But in all essence, I mean that's that's the dream. That's what we want to be doing. We want to be doing our own content, and um, I think that's the goal. You know, of so many creatives is to be able to do your own stuff. Um, and so I think that's at the end of the day, that's that that's what the goal is right there. Yeah. No, we look forward to seeing that happen because I mean I've talked to a lot of people, and it's kind of what we all want to do. We want to is a creative person you want to be in control of something and and also to get something out there that that you that you feel proud of right mm-hmm. totally i think we all strive to make our mark right you know be it through pop culture or what you know whatever avenue that may be right this would be a fun way to leave <laughs> some little, kind of little something behind legacy yeah, yeah. the legacy <laughs> maybe inspire another little dylan to yeah. make another cartoon <laughs> oh we only want so many little dylan right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be great. So, so do you need like? Uh, are you saying that we need like a hundred little Dylans in the back to hand draw these, you know, frame by frame? Or are you guys actually? Because this is two D. But 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 when you mentioned like on Samurai Jack and, and Cartoon Network pushing two D, is this? I assume this is actually done via computer, not oh, actually yeah. done drawing. Yeah. I mean, everything is now. Everything, even two D, is on a is, screen. Well, it's vector aided. I mean, right. it's vector. It's it's vector. Vector changed the world. Two dimensional art. Yeah, there's seven of us doing what it would have normally taken a studio of twenty five artists in Korea to do. You know, maybe more. You know, now all that work has migrated to Canada. But but all the Canadian animation studios are using. Um, oh golly, I can't think Toon of Tune Boom and. Harmony are the software where you essentially every all the artwork gets vectorized and then turned into puppets as opposed to being drawn hand hand yeah, by hand, you know, yeah. instead of you know frame by frame. Right. So, well, that's been slowly in the making for a long time. Oh, sure, True. sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. But I, I mean, we get funny looks when we tell people we used After Effects because yeah. people yeah. are like, but I, at at CTN at the conference, people would be like, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, because we have a toolbox and After Effects is our hammer. Yeah. That's yeah. the tool we know how to use. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure, maybe there's better ways to do it, but the guys so we have at Edison Creative are really good at using that hammer. <laughs> yeah, because so. yeah, I guess, what, so what, I mean, so there are actual software applications made just for cartoons as mm-hmm. compared to where you guys are using it because you guys do normal video production as well. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Yeah, it's a tool that we know we're all very comfortable with. And honestly, like based on storyboards, we were able to achieve and we're like, yeah, we can totally do that. That's mm-hmm. easy enough. <laughs> you know? we, I, I feel we kind of cater what we do 
based on what we know we can do. You know, we've got an action sequence with the main character doing a bunch of crazy movements. We're going we're gonna to approach it in a way knowing this is what we can get away with with After Effects, so let's do it that way, as opposed to trying to... But although Skyler, one of, the, one of our guys, he's really good at making After Effects do things you didn't think it could do. Right. So, and he, I mean, he is familiar with Toon Boom as well. And right. What is it? It's Toon Boom? Right. Toon Boom, yeah. It's, it's, I think that's a product of... Is Toon Boom the main company? I can't remember. I think it's all Harmony now. Harmony now, yeah. It, yeah um, Toon Boom was what it was, and then Harmony was a thing, and I think they just... They merged, merged it all. Now it's just together. called Harmony, I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know. You can tell I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell we don't. Yeah, and apparently <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do after effects. Yeah. <laughs> so which has the better which has the better lens flares? Photorealistic lens fitter. Yeah. Yeah. Which we actually, J. J. Abrams. We threw some in to the four minutes. There. Also how you know it's space. Yeah. Right. That's right. right. That's right. You you have Shiny. future leg, you have space lens flares. Mm-hmm. I'm already buying into this whole concept already. Yeah, that's right. And so, since we our planet has, you know, two suns, we have twice as many lens flares. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. There's no other reason to have that many suns. No. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get good lighting. Right. Lens flares. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to be right back with uh, Dylan, Luke, and Copen. So, so I have one other thing. So, since working on this Axiom Chronicles, and how long how long have you guys been working on this? You said three years. Yeah, about three about. years total. Uh, yeah, actual production about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, you've been discussing it for three years. You've been actual production, and, and Edison's been or Edison Creative's been around for it's been around a while. Twelve years. It's thirteen Twelve. years uh, this year. So, how has like taking on a passion project like this changed? How you look at other projects, or or has it at all? Is it is it changed? Don't be I'm, honest. Dude. Don't <laughs> be honest. <laughs> no, I mean it absolutely has. So I've I've always wanted to just bite the bullet and do a passion project like this to the scale. Always been terrified. Well, you know, for the obvious reasons, budgets and, and cash flow and <laughs> things that make your business go right. Yeah. <laughs> but I just felt like it was we were in a good place to to do it. And make the leap, and I, I took the risk. Every once in a while, I just decided to take a business risk like this, and I decided to do it. And gosh, it was—I mean, the uh, the way that it changed our dynamic in the office was was awesome. It was a total paradigm shift in, in how we approach projects and the synergy of the team. Just—I mean, we, uh, synergy. I hate that word, and I just used it. <laughs> um, but we really started to like work together really well. Creative process evolved even more. Yeah. It, it was it was really really cool to see how everything we just really bonded as a team. Especially the trip to California too. That was right. really fun. Right. Kind of like the the big reveal as like our yeah. you know those mm-hmm. are due date too to like end the whole thing right. by this conference because we had to have those four minutes finished by then. So um, our deadline was this conference, and we kind of all got to go to California and, and celebrate there. But after kind of living through this, I'm like. I don't want this high to end. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's keep this going, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, so we've already like started the process on the next idea for a series, an animated series. Yeah, we have two others kind of loaded in, you know, uh-huh. ready to go as well. Um, but we're going to be kind of developing. But the first, this next one in queue, we're all really excited about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's- so well, yeah, yeah. The thing I always find is that if you if you do some of these things that you really love or that you want to do. 
even even the ones that don't go forward, just by what you've had to learn, I assume with this, mm-hmm. yeah. learn, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming even even your After Effects work is a lot better, even if you shouldn't be in After Effects. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going third hand. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't take my advice it's, on any of this. It's absolutely true. Though. But but I assume like like the knowledge you get from it, and also like showing up to work, even working on the other stuff, all of a sudden becomes just a lot better. And, and I'm finding that even those projects normally come out a little bit better. Have you guys seen like dividends from other client projects mm-hmm. like being better handled or more creative? I feel like the some of the the stuff we learned on Axiom as far as like production and animation and stuff like that, like the specific way we storyboard and figure out that process, mm-hmm. I feel has changed from when we began or before we started Axiom to what we do now and then even after the fact of just going through because I mean that's such a like vital thing to do for a cartoon is to like you have to figure out all your camera angles and all that stuff and before mm-hmm. this before Axiom I felt like we had a totally different way of doing storyboards and yeah. now it's like oh man animatics that's where it's at you make right. an animatic which is basically just your storyboards cut out and roughly moving yeah and then from there you make your animation whereas before right. I felt like we just it's honestly it's been a whole learning process yeah, we, yeah we, crazy. Like, I said we really only was we're doing like explainer videos and stuff before it's like 60 to 90 seconds so right. doing an animatic for something like that seemed kind of silly mm-hmm. at the time because it was so short and we're like well we we know exactly what we're doing here and how this is all gonna flow but something this long doing an actual animatic was like I mean, it's it's line production 101 for animation, but sure. we've never really attempted that until this this project. And man, it's just really changed the way we approach projects for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing to see more of it. Um, we'll have a link once again. There's a link to the Kickstarter account. Check mm-hmm. it out. Go to YouTube. Check out the four minute video, which is also, I believe, on the Kickstarter page mm-hmm. forever long. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Dylan Luke Coburn from Edison Creative. It's great to have you on the show. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Beery is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dustlab. Find out more at myspace.com/slash Dustlab.